This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello and welcome to Paranormal Pets. I am your host, Brandy Stark, and for today's episode, we have artist Michelle Gould, who does rather remarkable pieces of glass art with cremains. Uh, Not only does she do that, but she also does spirit-guided paintings. So it's a perfect topic, and we're going to get started with this right after these messages. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. When we put him on the Dynavite, he took right to it. All of these symptoms disappeared. Dynavite is nutrition. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. Something that he actually likes to eat. You need to put him on Dynavite. Dynavite for life. If you love your dog, you don't just want him healthy, you want him to be happy. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. And welcome back to Paranormal Pets. Uh, We have with us Michelle Gould. How are you doing this morning? Doing great, Brandy. How about yourself? We're doing. You and I actually met at uh, a women's-based art show down in Tampa. And I thought what you did was just so fascinating with the idea of using cremains in glass art. And I was thrilled that you also worked with pet cremains because I have had numerous pugs over the years who've passed away. And, and it's always kind of a question. I mean, you know, I've had them cremated. I've kept the cremains for a while. And then ultimately, what do you do with them? You know, my, my philosophy has right. always been to try and return, you know, to return to the earth as much as you can or... You know, but you always kind of lose that piece. And so when when I discovered or when you mentioned that, yes, you do uh, pets as well, I was thrilled. And as as macabre as this may sound to some folks, I still had uh, the ashes of two of my pugs and my mother had one who just passed away. So we met with Michelle down in Tampa. We actually tried a Paranormal Pets episode there, but it went from very quiet to incredibly noisy. (laughs) So here we are trying again. And she... uh, Uh, has produced three beautiful touchstones. So my question for you is, you know, how did you get into this? I mean, can you tell us a little bit about your background and then, and then how you got into working with the glass? Well, I have a science degree and I have like a little art minor that I never really claimed. So I've been an artist my whole life. And many years ago, I got into the jewelry industry and I ended up on the fine end. So for many years, I worked in high carat gold and precious gems. And then when I started a family, it was time to make some kind of move because there was no way that I could take a baby to a dirty jewelry shop. So I found the beauty of glass through a glass bower actually in St. Pete. And um, we did a skill trade. He taught me how to do, basically he threw a bag of sharp pointy objects at me and I took his sister under my wing and tried to show her how to do some basic jewelry techniques so that she could stay at, stay at home with her daughter as well. And um, 
the fused glass ended up being a really great medium for me. I could take it from start to finish without any intervention from anybody. Really simple mechanics, really simple tools, and making the transition to like the cremation, uh, I had a group of funeral director friends, and when the cremation rate started to rise many years ago, all they had available were these really poorly machined vessels. So they had a screwy cap that never met the screw parts to the vessel. So you had these big man hands trying to get little bits of grandma or whomever through a teeny tiny funnel. We've got grandma on the floor and we've got a little bit of grandma in the tube. And now the lid doesn't fit. I've got a, you know, these guys have to glue it together. So they've got these nice suits on. They've got silk ties. They've got grandma on the floor, glue on their hands, passively their tie. And it was a mess. And so I had one of the funeral home owners say, hey, you know, I know you can fix this. I said, no, thank you. I really didn't want to mess with human remains. And then I found out, you know, basically they've been fired to such a high heat that they're medically sterile. And the guy came back almost a year to the day and three styles kind of fell out. Apparently I had been thinking about it the entire time. So okay. three, three, three styles fell out and it kind of blossomed from there. And what are these styles? What, what do you do with the cremains? Predominantly, I make, I started out only making jewelry and I've branched out since then because everybody doesn't wear the jewelry, but it's still my most popular item, that and the touchstones, you know, that I made for you. So I have a, like a, my first style is very simple. It's a rectangle, basically. The second style is a circle with uh, all my pieces that I add to it are all fine silver or sterling silver and they come with a chain because I'm a jeweler first and out of the box, when you get your piece from the funeral home or wherever, you can take it out and wear it. You don't have to go to the mall and hunt down an extra piece so that you can put it on. It's complete mm-hmm. jewelry. And then the third style is uh, layers and layers of dichroic glass. And then for the more, I'd say, somebody who doesn't want it to be real apparent what the necklace is, I fire the cremains on the backside of my number three style. Okay. The idea here with paranormal pets is that there's been a, you know, an obvious skyrocketing of interest in our animals over the years. I mean, I personally, as I've grown up, I've watched it. And in fact, my mother and I sometimes uh, talk about the old days when you went to your friendly veterinarian and it was $8 for an office visit. When I was a kid, that was it. And now you're, it's, you know, 44 just to walk through the door if you're lucky, right? You know, so Mm -hmm. we're more money on our pets. We absolutely love our pets. And I know there are more and more articles that are coming out recently about how the loss of a pet is just as impactful as the loss of a human friend. It's incredible. Do you find that you are doing more pet remains or cremains or are you, you know, is it still more human? Well, I have definitely had a skyrocket in my pet side of my business. Honestly, I think people love their pets more than they love their human family because your pets are nicer to you and it's total unconditional love. And um, I feel like, you know, population wise, the people coming up and this new generation, they're not really having the amount of children that the older generation did. So they're definitely way more attached to their pets. They have multiple pets and it's the best part of your family for sure. 
Absolutely. So I know I ordered, uh, as I mentioned before, I had three sets of pugs that I brought to you. And my my mother, bless her heart, for those of you who aren't aware, uh, when she passes away, I have been instructed to add some ashes from her favorite pugs. And she has actually kept... Yeah, she's kept like four or five pugs that you know we that she's had cremated and that you know the boxes are at home and I always thought that was I mean I understand I'm totally good with it and it doesn't bother me but at the same time you know you just have these boxes sitting around you know and so part of the reason why I was so thrilled that you know you do the glass because the touchstones are beautiful they're a little bit smaller and and somehow they're not as macabre you know it's not you know you're putting in almost like a precious family treasure, right? Yeah. And with mm-hmm. your deceased loved one. So, and in fact, I'm going to see if I can talk her into <laughs> to sending you the rest of her, her pug group, because I think that would just be a really fantastic thing. For those who don't know, what I ended up doing with, with my pugs is uh, you don't need that much, actually. I was surprised no. when I asked how much you yeah. needed. Uh, you said about and half. You get of- most of it back. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. So you said uh, it was like, what, half a, was it half a teaspoon or half a tablespoon? Half a, yeah, half a teaspoon. And I use I, very little of it. It's just a thin layer of cremains in the glass. Which I thought was was remarkable. And then you're so kind to, to return everything that isn't used. But what I ended up doing was taking the rest of uh, the cremains from my pugs and I purchased some plants and I mixed some of the cremains with some of the potting soil and, and out they are. And so they kind of continue on. But I think the touchstones, personally, I'm going to make like a little, you may know me for the rest of your life and the rest of my life doing this as my, (laughs) you know, unfortunately I have two 14 year olds and, you know, as as things go on, but I just think this is such a a great way to do it, but I'll have a pug shrine. I'll have all these little (laughs) glass tokens when I pass away and everybody going through my house will be like, what's this? But, but uh, I know that you've mentioned that you had uh, two paranormal pug or paranormal pet, there we go, stories. And I was I was so surprised this morning to hear that one of them was mine. So do you? You, yeah, I was like, all right, that's great. So what happened or, or how do you get these paranormal pet stories? What exactly, uh, you, you mentioned to me that you try to remain open and you try to listen. So can we talk a little bit about that? Sure. Um, the first one, I was working in silver and I was making a silver vessel with a customer's cat's ashes. And I had never met the cat. You know, I don't think I'd ever been to her house. And um, I was working on the vessel. It's a multi-layered, multi-firing process. So I was getting to the part where I was putting on all the little accents. And it looked, it was very stylized and it had a very Egyptian feel to it. It was really beautiful. And Mm -hmm. as I'm putting on the last piece, it was the tail and I just, it kind of was like, okay, well, this is, the, it. I get guidance. And it said, this is how I want you to shape my tail. And I'm like, okay, who am I to not listen? And I went and I fired it and polished it and delivered it to my customer. And she goes, oh my gosh, look at that. You even got the question mark tail on my kitty. And I just kind of laughed and I went, yeah. <laughs> you so, know, you don't always know if you can reveal how you got that question mark tail on the kitty. Sometimes they tell you what they need. That's excellent. Now we're going to pause right here. And then when we get back, we'll talk a little bit about my little pug story and we'll kind of wrap up the episode. So let's uh, hang on. We'll get a, a commercial break here and we will be right back. 
Now, time for something really scary. A word from our sponsors. Paranormal pets will reappear before you can say Bigfoot. Don't run away. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Did you hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared. Paranormal Pets is back with our haunted host, our ghost host, Brandy Stark. And welcome back to Paranormal Pets. Here we are concluding our interview with uh, Michelle, who actually did make some some cremain touchstones for my family, myself and my mother. And this morning we were kind of texting back and forth because she's getting ready to mail them, which is awesome because she's on the other side of, of the county. <laughs> so it's or you're you're actually in the other county. I'm but uh, of Bay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we we actually were trying to meet in the middle at oh my gosh at Tampa Tampa and I don't always get along it turns out but that's fine so anyway it was pretty interesting because I was so surprised when you said oh by the way I have another story involving yours and I was like oh cool so what happened and uh, and which pug do you remember which one it was was well, Odysseus the one on the purple glass yep that's the one yeah okay so obviously I don't know any of your dogs. And I had three pieces to make and I have kind of a little routine that I go through and they were paw prints. You had requested paw prints. So if you think about the paw prints, I usually do the pad of the paw first and then I go out, I go back to do the toes and I try to divide the cremains equally among the four toes. So, and I usually make them round, no problem. I did the first one, put in the kiln, second one, put in the kiln, third one, I go to make the toes and I hear, and I usually, I when I do the cremation jewelry or any kind of products like with cremains in it, I work in silence so that if I need some extra guidance, I can hear it. So there I am, I'm going to shape the toes and I hear, no, I don't want round toes. I want pointy toes. And I was like, okay, and I'm making the pointy toes and I hear, well, I was way more delicate than they thought I was. So I went ahead, I made the pointy toes. And then when we had the back and forth, you had shown me the paw print and there was one pointy toe from the last paw print when you said goodbye to your pet. And I was like, well. That that was really, and you know, the thing is that when I got the ashes back, they, they include this little, you know, if you're not familiar, they include the little death certificate with the paw print and the name of the animal and and usually a poem of the rainbow bridge and mm-hmm. i was so upset that odysseus had passed away because it was really unexpected uh it, in fact it was a year ago two weeks ago he passed oh, uh, so i think sorry. it was like november november 13th and he had uh he had an eye rupture 
And we had, we went through all of this. It was an $1,800 surgery to have the eye removed. Oh. He was recovering well, but you know, the boy, he, I think he had a really hard time with the surgery. He was already, you know, almost 13 at that point. And then about six weeks later, the other eye ruptured and you could just smell the infection in him. And it was just absolutely awful. And, you know, he, he went to the vet and, you know, it was just time. So it was a shock to me because I really, you know, hadn't anticipated it. My pugs lived to be, you know, 15, 16, and he was only 13. He had just turned 13. And so, you know, when I got the paw print and the ashes back, I just kind of folded everything up and put it together. And I really didn't look at it until this morning. And so yeah. that's why it was so oh, shocking. Really? I had it folded up and I had put it in a drawer, you know, because I, you know, I had the, the boxes and whatnot. And when I went to unfold it, I was like, oh my gosh, to me, there's one very pointy toe. And then the toe next yeah. to it has a bit of a point. And then he's got these two little round toes. And, and all this time, I, I had never seen that. And uh, it was interesting because we were talking and I, I speculate that Odysseus may be a little bit stronger because he and his litter mate, uh, Achilles, came home together and I raised them together. And I still have Achilles, who's this uh, a sweet and adorable old 14-year-old pug now. But I, I have oftentimes told folks that I really think Odysseus is going to wait for his brother, that he's probably still around because Achilles is still here. So it doesn't surprise me that he was the, the one that most... Showed up. Vocal Chin. about it, I will tell you. Oh no, he, I don't want round toes. <laughs> okay, and it, it's great. I mean, I'm I'm delighted. I'm proud of my little boy. He was actually one Aww. of the paranormal pugs. He's actually on some of these episodes way back. Oh, funny. And his brother would go investigating with me. So I'm like, all right, well, that's, that's good. That's good. So he knew that he could get through, and he knew that he could literally put his two cents in. <laughs> He was King Odysseus, so he was the head of my grumble, and so uh, it kind of makes some sense. But uh, so I was thrilled to hear that, and I, I'm also thrilled that you kind of pass on these stories to folks too. I think I think that is so comforting. So as we uh, kind of begin to to conclude, what is your philosophy? What advice do you give people? You had a really good thing that you said this morning, and I thought we might bring that up. And then I do want to give some contact information and uh, okay. But let's let's start with your philosophy. Um, I feel like as far as your loved one goes, I think human or pet, they constantly send you messages and it's up to us to really pay attention and watch in your day feathers and numbers and leaves and change and just they have signs for you. They leave a little trail. Pay attention. They're still here. Yeah, absolutely. I've been doing paranormal investigation for gosh, since, well, 22 years now going on 23, since we're just a, uh, under under a month out. Oh my gosh, from 2020. Wow. But yeah. it, it's, to me, you'd be surprised how many stories you get and how many people will tell you the symbolism, you know, be mm-hmm. it bird or feathers or music or coins, or it smells, aromas. I mean, it's just Right. It's really touching. So I always love to hear when other folks kind of mirror that ideology. Now, if folks want to get in touch with you, what is the best way? The best way is to go to my website. There's a contact button. You can look at my gallery and you can see some other products that I have. Uh, it's purplecloudstudio.com. And it's singular because it's just me. I'm kind of a one-woman art lab and I do all my own stunts. So it's purplecloudstudio.com. So you are the purple cloud. <laughs> it is me, baby. 
Well, and I know you offer glass in all sorts of colors. Uh, It took my mother a little while of looking at at all of the different things that you offer to to pick her colors. So I just, you know, you've got such an assortment uh, and and, uh, such skill. And we are actually hoping to get you over here to, I'm in my haunted art studio right now, over here to Art (laughs) Box. I've been getting chills while I'm talking to you, but (laughs) as long as I'm not getting sick, who knows what's going on, but that's fine. And uh, ultimately, uh, I'd love to uh, to explore the other side, literally and figuratively, with the the idea yeah, of right. spirit guided painting. So uh, mm-hmm. we might end up with uh, with a second episode with you. You never know. But I want to. Cool. Thank- I'm open to it. Yeah, that's wonderful. And I want to thank you so so much for doing the interview and for for doing this twice. God bless you. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I'm glad it's my that- pleasure. I I thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, it's been a lot of fun. And I am, I am so excited to, to see what comes in the mail. I'm going to alert my mother so that we both are looking for this package. And uh, she can't see hers, though. Well, at least I'll let her take a peek. But okay. uh, thank you so much for our listeners out there. Always support local. Remember, uh, you got a bunch of starving artists out there. And you get service like this. You get folks that really care about what's happening, care about you, and they care about the product. So support local. And to support your local shelters. Lots of animals out there up for adoption. Tampa just had a series of 350 dogs. I'm not sure what breed different breeds i believe that were pulled from a puppy mill and you know those were all adopted out but there's so many animals in need so please continue to check and support your local rescues and uh, with that we are going to wish you happy hauntings thanks for listening pet life radio presents paranormal pets where you can always expect the unexpected Each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Step into the supernatural world of pets every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.